On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we talk a bunch about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, so if you like video games, hope you enjoy it. Also, we get a deep dive from Thomas, and then we talk Fantasy Island, which is a Blumhouse movie. Uh, Enjoy the show. I've been losing my mind, trying to figure it out, but I'm stuck in a drought, I guess we'll start again. I've been losing my mind, trying to figure it out, but I'm stuck in this house, I am my only friend. Lately I know I've been a punk, and I need to sober up, double cup it got me stuck, I think I'm losing it. It's every time that I've been getting stuck, still a line inside my head, but my friends that they've been dead since I made it out. It's every time that you cross my mind. Times, but I know that you won't ever change. I'm not sober enough, sick and tired of love. If you draw that line, babe, I hope you know I'm crossing it. I've been losing my mind, trying to figure it out, but I'm stuck in a drought. I guess we'll start again. I've been losing my mind, trying to figure it out, but I'm stuck in this house. I am my friend. Shoot. What's up, guys? Welcome to Movie Stalkers. I'm Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. What's up, nerds? What up? Not a man. It's uh, I don't think we've ever recorded on a. Th- is it Wednesday or Thursday? Days don't even matter. But yeah, days don't we, matter. <laughs> I don't think we've no ever recorded thing. on a Wednesday. So today's a Wednesday record. Um, yeah, just halfway through the week, I'm starting a five-day stretch of work. It started. It started today, actually. Oh yeah, because you have two jobs now. Yep. Explain. Segway. Um, yeah. So, um, for everyone listening, uh, Thomas is officially back in California, and I have my second nursing job. I have two jobs now, so I still work as a cardiac nurse on the telemetry floor in Reno. I do that three days a week, twelve-hour shifts, and then I am working uh, on call at a rehab facility here in Auburn. It's a 215-bed facility. And it has basically like four different categories of patients, like acute, acutely sick people that are like too sick to go home, but not sick enough to be in the hospital, two sections of long-term care. And then like a, the other section, the third section, I guess you could say is a people that like need extended rehab. They're going to be there doing a lot of physical therapy and stuff like from brain injuries, spinal injuries, maybe a hip replacement. Usually the hip replacements are going to come through pretty quick. Like you'll go to a rehab facility for like a week, but this one, but uh, for this one, it'd be like if someone you know got in a really bad car accident and fucked up their spine. So it's, it's not take... like it's not drug rehab, right? No. Gotcha. Rehabilitation, yeah. So um, I will be working on call, and what on call is is they will call me if they need me, basically, and I can sign up for shifts to basically be like, hey, if you need me to work, I can work this shift, and they'll let me know, and we communicate back and forth. Um. You get paid really good for being on call. That's one of the main reasons I took it. And it's no commitment. I only have to work two shifts a month. So, um, sorry, I just kind of dove right into talking. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I moved I moved back into my old place in Auburn, actually. Shout out to my landlord for literally having the same place available for me. So I moved back in. I love, I love my place. So one bedroom. Back uh, in Cali. Yep, it's a one bedroom townhouse. Good has a dope ass cow. has a dope ass living room, a big bedroom, obviously a bathroom and a kitchen. Kitchen got new floors. It got it got new paint, new blinds, and new flooring. And uh 
The best part is Thomas has a beat lab now. There's a laundry room in the back that's attached to my unit and it's my laundry unit. No one else can go in it, but there's laundry in there and then my drum set fits in there. And then for Miss Tanaya, my, my dog, some of you know her, uh, she has a fenced in backyard. Nice. And the best best part, there is a parking lot. Uh, it's like it's a dirt parking lot, but it's literally 20 feet away from my house, and I have two parking spots. So I live in downtown Auburn. I and it's like walk. a thousand feet from the best pizza place. Yes, in Old Town NorCal, pizza. maybe. Yes, one I of love Old yeah. Town pizza. But uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a hundred yards from a pizza place. It's 600 feet actually, so that would be 200 yards, but Should 600 feet it? away from pizza. Well, it's set it on Google Maps. I've already eaten there twice. But yeah, so I'm officially in my, my own place, living on my own lonesome. Uh, and I'm closer now to Brad. That was another reason moving down here, closer to Brad and my mom. And for when Brad has his little one. Um, so yeah. Um, so I will, it's going to be crazy. I'll work three shifts in a row. So I will drive up. So let's say if I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, I will wake up in Auburn, drive to my shift, work Monday, Monday, uh, I work my shift, go to my friend's house, sleep, wake up, go to work, go back to my friend's house, sleep, wake up, go to work, go back to my place in Auburn. I get to live there for free. It's with one of my best friends. I'll just be playing a lot of video games probably, but it's a it's a good setup. I wanted to be back in California, and my idea is to eventually, you know, get my experience in the acute care at at uh, in Reno as a cardiac nurse, and then move my way back here where the pay is uh, much better. So, back in Cali, boys. Nice. No comment on that, Brad. Nothing. Um. No, it's cool you're back. I don't think you really liked living in Reno. Yeah, <laughs> I know you said you me. did, but <laughs> yeah, I want to hang out with. I'm already much happier. One of my old friends from um, the brewery that I worked at, he lives in the unit next to me. Oh, nice. And yeah, and he's chill as fuck. And I've already gone over and like hung out with him. We played some video games last night, and then that's yeah, why you're I took so again. also just like one of those like to me like weird people where you have to like hang out with a lot of different people all the time social butterfly for yeah. sure if, for those Makes of you that no know me, sense to me but yep. for sure yep. that's you i like my alone time when i'm playing video games but even when i play video games i'm playing with someone yeah. online so like i'm a social i'm a people. social butterfly yes <laughs> and brad's very accurate with that where it's like i need to hang out with different people like I'm not the type of person I have just one person 24/7. I'd rather hang out with three different people 24/7. Yeah, you're like, oh, uh, you want to go do this? Yeah, sure. And then next day, hey, so my buddy and his girlfriend and then his uh, aunt, they're coming. Yep. <laughs> it's like cool. <laughs> yeah, if you invite Thomas somewhere for a family event, you never know who's coming. Yeah, make sure um, you have like a plus three next yes. to him. Yes. <laughs> and if it's a plus one for a wedding. Just consider I'm going to bring a plus one. I just never know who it's going to be. <laughs> but no, I mounted my TV in the living room. I got a dope-ass couch from my friend Ryan, my friends Ryan and Kelly. Thank you, guys. If you're listening, love you. The um, thought of moving a TV scares the shit out of me now. Hmm. Why is that, Brad? What happened? Because I broke a TV. Yeah. What? Whose TV? What happened? 
Uh, it was my grandpa's TV. I moved it from his house to my house, which was not very far, maybe five miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure where at or what I did because I was very careful with it the whole time. But I did something, set it down, and then I installed like the whole TV mount and everything, went to mount it on the wall. And about as soon as I mounted it, I realized something was wrong with the screen, turned it on, and it was cracked and broken. And it was like, what, a 60-inch flat screen, right? Yeah, I think it was a 65 Sony, like really nice one. Where were you trying to put that? In your living room? Yeah, because I wanted a, the one I have right now is like a 60. I wanted a little bit bigger, and I wanted one that, you know, was mounted on the wall instead of sitting. Is the 60-inch one the one that you still have that you got from like Bob's friend or whatever? Yeah, that one. So I have a 60 inches in my bedroom now. Oh. And then I did what any crazy person does. If you break a TV, you have to buy a new one. (laughs) So... Yeah, I bought the one I have upstairs I bought. Nice. Yeah, which is a 70 because I had to one-up myself. Yeah, me and Brad like having the couch directly in front of our screens, and we like having our screens mounted because we're bougie like that. Yeah. And that's what I like about my setup is my couch is dope. It's an L couch, and the part that sticks out 24-7, you can pull it up in their storage underneath because I own so many things. <laughs> and... uh then the part that dude storage that you can't see is so underrated mm-hmm. like anything you have if it has extra storage because like i'm a fucking hoarder dude like i hate throwing shit away i like holding on to books and random shit that i'm never gonna use but i like having so if i have a place where i can hide that it's all the better aka your big ass fucking basement yeah yeah Brad has a lot of shit, but at least he stores it. And it's not like all in his house. Like his house is usually very clean and organized. But then you go in the garage and it's a little iffy. And then the basement, that's where everything's kept. And I still have all my memorabilia. I have like a a box of all my memorabilia from like uh, playing sports and stuff. And like minion collectibles and stuff. So (laughs) You used to be a hoarder too. And then you went on like a weird like purge kind of mentality where you pretty much threw away everything you could Mm -hmm. i got rid of everything i moved when i moved from reno to my place in auburn my truck and my brother's truck was what i needed to move everything that i own i own yeah that's crazy yeah i own a a lot of stuff i own my bed which is a twin xl bed so it's a small bed i own a gaming desk a gaming chair and then I do have my Bowflex now and my Stairmaster, which were two things that I was like, I don't want to own these, but I own them. And then you own two. a TV and a safe and yep. a dog. That's it. Yep. <laughs> I own my video game setup. I own my guns. I have like seven of them or something like that. And that's it. And I had to go buy, I had to get the couch from Ryan and Kelly. And so now I have a couch. And like, nice. even like kitchen appliances, I only have two. My mom had to give me some of her stuff because all I had was an air fryer and a Instapot. Oh, do you want a toaster? Uh, no, thank you. I don't want okay. things. But <laughs> yeah, so it's good to be moved in. Um, Brad was supposed to come over tonight. 
sucks we couldn't do it, but we were going to watch the movie together, have a couple of brewskis, and then do the podcast review after, and then probably play some COD Warzone and get Old Town Pizza. But since I have, I got, this orientation got thrown on me. Yesterday I found out that I needed to be there today and tomorrow. And they're like, if you can, it's okay, but if you can, it'd be great. And I was like, yeah, I'll just get out of the way. So right. I'll do my two days of orientation here at uh, Reno. Anywho, uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of, we'll segue into COD Warzone. We'll jump over the Tanaya story. Uh, we'll go back to you, it, though. Yeah, are you still playing COD? Yeah, I played with you yesterday. Oh, doy. That's right. Yeah, you can cross platform. So Brad's on the computer and this I podcast was on... is fake. We pretend like we don't know each other. Yes. Yes. Making I've content, baby. Played a bunch yesterday and then I literally sat in front of my computer today for a little while. You know when you want to do something but you know you have other shit you need to do that's more important. Every day. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> Story of my life. I pulled up Warzone on my computer and I sat there and I looked at it. And I just told myself, I was like, you have so much other stuff you should probably do with all the spare time you have. It's like... So you played COD? No, I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, I freaking... Uh, I washed both my cars, um, cleaned my room, did my laundry, freaking tuned my guitar, and we'll get back to that. But tuned my guitar and played guitar. And then, because I thought I was coming over to your house, so I was, like, trying to do stuff to fill my day. Because mm-hmm. usually I wake up really early, and my day's over around, like, 2 or 3. Um, And then, like, made food, did a bunch of random shit. So, no, I haven't even played Warzone today. But, yeah, on Warzone, I've pretty much played it every day for, like, the last, like, six days. And I still fucking love it. I think it's a great game. Yeah. So Warzone. So Warzone is a battle royale. It's Call of Duty, the new one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh and it's Warzone. Yeah, if you don't know about it, you probably don't have any friends. Yeah. You sh- you should get some friends and get Warzone. It's a battle royale. <laughs> 150 Get Warzone people. and maybe you'll find some friends. Yeah. Hmm. 100%. Um but yeah, it's a battle royale. 150 people drop and it's the same thing as all the other battle royales where there's a storm that for this one it's gas it's toxic and it closes in closes in closes in and last team alive wins and the different thing about this one that i really like is well right now they have solos uh trios and quads it was trios for a while they keep changing it but we did quads yesterday but the thing that i like is you get like a lot of good second chances so if you die as long as it's not near the very end of the map if you die, not I'm not, not talking like the edge of the map, I'm talking like the time. If, if the storm gets to a certain size, you can't do it. But there's this thing called Gulag, Gulag, where you basically get put back into the prison and you get to fight 1v1 with whatever gun you get. It gives you both the same setups, like you'll get a pistol with the flash flashbang and a grenade. And it's just this little arena you fight in. And if you win, you get to go back in and you get to you get deployed. And you get to fight with your squad again if they're still alive and maybe you're dead. And that's like one way that you get like second chance. And the other is uh, there's these resupply stations where you can basically buy stuff. They're carts. And you can go to the cart and you can buy to have your friend bought back. So you can buy your friend back for 4500 
So it becomes a, it's a, it's important to uh, like money is the most important currency because you can use the money to buy UAVs. You can use it to buy shields. You can use it to buy ammo. You can use it to buy a loadout and get all your guns that you like, or you can use it to buy, like if me and Brad were playing and Brad died and I was still alive and I was able to go get enough money, like to loot for enough money, I could buy him back if he already lost the gulag. So sometimes you'll get you'll get bought back like twice and you'll win the gulags. Like you win the mm -hmm. you die. Win the gulag, you go back in. Then you die again, get bought back. You come back in, die again, you get bought back. So it's like it's cool because you get a lot of second chances. And, and the like, um the gulag is like what I started realizing, it's a really good like practice thing to get better at fighting too. So like oh, even though you sure. lose now you get a chance to not only get better at fighting, but maybe win back. But it really makes your one-on-one -on -one fighting like a lot better, and just your awareness of like where people are at. Yeah, and trying to listen for people and stuff. Yeah. And there's a cool thing you can do if you're if you and your teammates die at like the same time, you'll get thrown in the same gulag with your teammate. And if you're you down in the spot. arena fighting, yeah. yeah, your teammate is up above and can watch and can spot for you and tell you where the, where the dude's going. And like, he's in the back left of spawn, back left of spawn. And it really does help. If you have a shitty person calling everything out, they're like, yeah, he's back there. You're like, I don't know where there is. Then you can get, you can get fucked from that. But like, if like Brad is like good at doing it and like, I'll play with my buddy Tom and he's like, yeah, he's back left spawn, left center. And it's always like to my left or right, not his. Yeah, if you so have like a good helpful. person watching you, it's a freaking huge upgrade. Yeah, it's, it's basically an advantage a perk. for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge advantage. It's just eyes in the sky. But no. But yeah, Warzone's fucking fun, dude. I'm. I've been playing it for I don't know when we started talking about it, like two episodes ago or whatever. But still really hyped on it, and probably gonna play it when I get off. Yeah, and I'll probably be playing with you. Um, yeah. So I hadn't gotten a win ever, and then the last like three days, I've just like it clicked. I've got <laughs> I've gotten like five wins since then. Damn. So the one thing I did notice is, um, like if I play with like you know like Kyle and David or whatever, we're like on PC, and it seems like we're playing mainly PC players. And then when I played with you, it seemed like it was all PlayStation players. Yeah, it was a mix for sure. So it's weird how the servers work because I'm not sure if they're like completely intermingled or just intermingled on, you know, like so if, parties. So if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing, that's what it is basically. Like if you're doing PC and you're playing with someone that's on PlayStation, then the server is going to have a mix. But if you're on just PlayStation, you're going to be playing against people on consoles, which is going to be Xbox and PlayStation. Right. And PC stays with PC. And that's the idea behind that is that, you know, PC usually does have an advantage because the mouse and keyboards just is better. But if you play on console, you get the aim assist. Oh, uh, okay. Which, which is pretty helpful. So that's the trade off is that you don't get aim assist when you're on mouse and keyboard, AKA the PC. But if I'm using a controller, I get that aim assist where it'll, it'll follow that whatever dude i'm aiming at it'll follow him a little bit right and it helps so um what strategies have been working for you guys when you play uh usually like land outside of the circle and then push in seems to kind of work the best just kind of like the generic like what you should do yeah and then pretty much everyone go like sniper and then ar or like a good smg mm -hmm. like the mp7 or something yeah 
Yeah. I like the I like using LMGs. They're fun just because you can like light up a fight, you know, or like a um vehicle. Yes. Kyle hates them. And he's kind of right about it. Like their mobility, their re- like a lot of things about them suck. And if you get snuck up, like snuck up on, you know, and you have an LMG in your hand, you're fucked. But I, yeah, I think the best strategy is everyone has a sniper and then either like an AR or like a long range SMG. Yeah. And like, that's what I do is I use the, the MP4 or the M4 or whatever. I, yeah, the M4. M4. Sorry, I use I use the M4, which is a medium-ranged assault rifle, and then I have a I have a perk for 50-round clips, so I don't have to really worry about reloading in a fight. But I have like my tactical laser, my stocks so that I can aim down the sight quicker, and then I have my grip to control the recoil. So that's like kind of like my that's my close-range gun, and then I get a sniper, and I like the Winchester, the lever-action one, just because you can fire really quickly. Because I'm not, I know, but I'm not the best at sniping, dude, and it really helps to. To have that, and I know you hate it, but I like the thermal sights because if the person does not have ghost, yeah, you can totally see them. It's freaking great. I have, I've done some nasty work with with that Winchester with the thermal. Right. I don't hate thermal. I just, it just seems like oh no, like later in the game, pretty much everyone's build is they have ghost, so thermal's like not gonna work. So it seems like a waste. Yeah, or at least just, like, let me switch it off so I can just have regular and get, you know, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And some of them have it because they're, like, hybrid scopes, so you can switch off thermal. But I don't hate thermal. It's just, it sucks, like, when you're trying to scan, like, an area and you have thermal, so you're just looking for color, you know? And then you have to, like, double check. Yeah, because if they have ghost on. So ghost is a perk where yeah, you show up on thermal. Yeah, you'll look right over him. So, yeah, yeah. life's so hard. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and then some other people, like, it seems like Kyle does, but, like, some people go sniper, but then they go, like, super close range, so they'll go with an SMG. But, like, if you use the MP7, like, that's probably the best SMG to use, or the P90, because that has really quick uh, ADS, uh, aim down sights, so you can aim on the sight really quick. They're just really good for close range like if you get caught in a building and you're fighting like you want to have that gun with you for sure that's another thing i like too about uh this call of duty is the um damage from different guns you can tell like a big difference like if you're using like say like an odin you know or like a high-powered assault rifle versus like you know the mp7 like you literally have to shoot them like twice as much which is with with the mp7 the smg yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the realism to like damage versus like gun strength is really cool. Compared to, you know, some other games where like even the shitty gun, like if you're just good at shooting, like almost does the same amount of damage. Yeah, like if you have a pistol and you're going against someone with shields, they're going to win just cuz you're pissed you're not going to be able to even if you hit all your shots. Right. They can hit half theirs and they're going to down you cuz their gun's going to do more damage. Yeah. And it seems that a lot of people, I could be wrong, but it seems like no one runs with the shotguns. Yeah, not really. Because the game's so spread out, it's Battle Royale. Yeah, I'm sure they do, like, in multiplayer, but... Yeah, you just, like, you can't... You don't want to commit that much to uh, close range. Unless you really do want to just, like, fight inside. I mean, I I won a game, 
by killing, th dropping down on three dudes with a shotgun and just annihilating them with the shotgun. But that was like the only time I've ever actually used the shotgun and it worked to my advantage. Yeah, the shotgun's good if you like drop into a hot zone. Yeah. And just uh, happen to find like a green or blue shotgun. You're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it'll destroy. Yeah, yeah you want, if you're going to land in a hot, a hot zone, a hot drop, then you just want to find a gun. You're Best like, place to get the shotgun is a gulag. Oh, right. Fucking double barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Hate that thing. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of guns you get in the gulag, and my least favorite, hands down, is the freaking deagle. Is that the revolver? Mm -mm, the revolver is the... I forget what it's called. But it's like the Colt something or whatever. But yeah, there's a revolver, pistol, and that's like the gun you get. You don't get a second gun. So What's the deagle? Uh, the fifty caliber pistol. Oh, you don't like that one? I'm terrible with it. I do much better with the revolver. If I load into the gulag where I'm fighting one-on-one, -on -one, and if I get loaded in with a deagle, I'm like, I pretty much accept my fate. I'm like, <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't get the flash off, I'm not going to win. <laughs> that's how I am with the revolver. If I get like, the well, revolver, I, I feel like a blind guy, like, aiming with one eye, like, standing all weird like they do in the 70s movies, you know? <laughs> Like they're shooting a broken arrow in the dark. Yeah. You're like, well, I'll just aim down the sights and hope for the best. <laughs> and then if you win, you're freaking juice because you're like, yeah. I was oh, playing yeah. with Cody the other day. And he got the revolver and he like is terrible with it too. And he literally goes, why the fuck do they put this gun in the fucking game? This, this stupidest fucking gun. But why would this gun ever be in this video game? There's no point. No one would ever use this gun in a real fight. Like he was just triggered. It was great. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like, the good thing is, though, the other person you're fighting has the exact same shitty gun that you do. Yeah, true. So, but, um, yeah, uh, it seems like when I play with you or I, I play with my other buddies, uh, it works to kind of, like, drop out of the circle almost in the beginning, get your loot, and then get ready to fight. And, like, you want to pick your fights really well. Like, sometimes we're super aggressive, but lately that the games that I've been winning, it's all been about like being patient and actually like trying to flank and not rushing in right away. And, you know, if you get shot peeking around this corner, don't re -peak. like just be smart, you know? And if yeah. the fight's not going well, turn around and run, you know, don't, you don't have to take every fight. And that's like something that me and my friends that I play with, like Nick and Cody are very aggressive and they're like, let's go on these boys. And like, or we'll go like five minutes without fighting anyone. Or like, let's go find some boys to get. And it's like, you have to be really good to want to initiate all the fights. Yeah. And even then, like good players don't initiate fights that, you know, they yeah. might be able to win, but it's not smart. Yeah. Like, that's what I'll say. Like with Kyle, Kyle's really good. Like you've seen him play. He like, even if there's a fight, he could probably win. If it's not smart, he won't initiate. Yeah. And it's really important to keep the high ground. You wanna you don't wanna be Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, it's really weird having the high ground. Like the games that I've won, it's because at the very end, when the circle's super small, if you are higher up than the other people, the two games that I can I can think of two games off the top of my head where we had the high ground and we won. Because we were shooting down at them as opposed to them shooting up at us. Yeah. And I think also the um, hills are better than buildings for high ground. Yes. 
Yes. I would way rather be in one of the mountains or the hills than on yeah. a building. Yeah, being on roofs is... I fucking hate it. Ah, uh, it sucks. Because you're, like, either aiming over or you're, like, ducking down. Yeah, you're aiming down, but they can shoot up at you. And, like, you're, the first thing that pops up is your freaking head. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, oh, here's my head. Give me a headshot. And then you're also watching for snipers because you have a target on the back of you basically saying, snipe me, I'm on a roof. And if you're, like, in the hills, you know, or the mountains or whatever, like, you can actually, like, work angles and, you know, like, kind of move a little bit at a time. And yeah, then, like, peep. Sure. On buildings, yeah. it's, like, either, like, you're out or you're not. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, recording, by the way? Yes. Okay, just making sure. 28 minutes. <laughs> How many uh, how many wins do you have? Uh, I think four or five. Yeah, that's what I'm chilling. I'm chilling at five. Yeah. There's like another style you can play the plunder one where you just go around and loot money, and then if you're like it's tr- to get a million dollars, and then if you're the top five, like everyone gets to see where you are, and you can like send your money up to the helicopter. You can deposit it into these little deposit areas, but those are hot areas. And then, like, money, it encourages a lot more fighting, that's for sure. But a lot of people just play it for the kills. Like, they don't actually play the objective. Yeah. And the this first game I played with, with uh, Tom, it's uh, it's only twos right now, so just duos. But uh, we took second, and then I was like, oh, now I know what to do. And then the next next game, we won. Because we were, like, picking up every bounty or recon that we could, because you get money for those. We were looting every chest, because you get money. And we were... Um, all the money drops that you can see on the map, we were being aggressive and going towards those. And then we were depositing our money. Yeah, it's. I played it with Kyle, I think, twice. The first time we just played it to figure it out. And then second time we played it and we won because he was just doing all the objectives. It's. I would say it's more of a good game to get a feel of like the fighting yeah, for it, the like, battle royale. Because it's just not the same. More. It's not near as fun. Yeah, and like you load in with your loadout, so you pick your loadout, and if you die, you're you just lose the money that you had that you were carrying if you didn't deposit it. You don't just you know you don't die and you're out. It's not a battle royale. The map never closes. Yeah, exactly. So you can just run around, get playing the objective, trying to get money, and usually you can do fairly well doing that because a lot of people won't. Yeah, it's more like an instant reward game where like. Oh, I got a kill. Oh, I got this. You know, like, mm-hmm. but there's no, like, even if you win, you're not like, holy crap, I won. Yeah, Whereas there's with no, there's no risk for the reward. As yeah. opposed to, like, if your team dies, you're done yeah. in Battle Royale. But for this, it's like your team dies, you're going to spawn back in. So yeah. people are a lot more gutsy and stuff. Dude, the Battle Royale, like, if you even get top 10, you're usually, like, feeling pretty good about yourself. Like, for a second, you're like, fuck, we almost had it. But other than that, you're like, damn, dude, like, to make it past that many other teams, like, it just feels, it's fun. Like, there's something about it that no other style of game really captures. Yeah, and the the thing that I like, and we talked about this yesterday, was that it still feels like a regular Call of Duty multiplayer match, which is what I love. Yes, it doesn't doesn't, doesn't, feel like Apex. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're playing something completely different. You're like, oh, this is a Call of Duty multiplayer match. It just so happens that if I die, I'm done. Yeah, but it's because like most fights, you feel like, even if you lose a fight, you feel like you had a chance. 
And maybe that's just yes, like we're so yes. used to playing Call of Duty, you know? But there's some other battle royales I've played where, you know, you fucking play Loot Simulator Fortnite. for 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden you get sniped and you're like, well, that was fun. Yep. Like you get rolled up on. You're like, oh, I died. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I didn't have enough mats to build up this. It's like it's very fair. Like you, it's exactly what you said. Like you feel like you have a chance. You always have like a good chance. Like no one's going to have a way better gun than you. Just maybe in the beginning when you drop, like where you have a pistol and someone has an SMG that they picked up. But yeah, other than that, it's very fair. And that's what's cool about the gulag, too, is like even if, you know, say you get picked off like quick in the beginning, you're like, well, I got the gulag. Like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And then that just makes you want to be better at one on one fighting because you're like, I don't want to lose. And it gets it gets you juice to come back in because you're like, oh, I fucking won. I beat him. He can't. My guys are out He can't load back. Yeah. (laughs) And there's been times like when I was playing with Nick and Cody and like all three of us died, went into the gulag. We all three won. And we're like, oh, we're back in it, boys. Yeah, like, and those are the games where you win. Like you just, just like all this stuff happens, and it's like you rarely have I won. I don't think I have won where I didn't die. That's a very good point. Almost always, it seems like you go to the gulag or someone buys you back. Yeah, you're never out of the fight. Like it, it just it it keeps it encourages you to keep being like, oh, we can still win this. We can still yeah. win this. And. And the gulag is crazy though. Like when you when you when you win, you get dropped back in. It's like near the end of the game, even before it closes, you have to listen because people will parachute right behind you with a pistol and try and kill you. Yeah, or you're just sucks. getting shot at while you're coming in. Yeah, which is like <laughs> what happened to Kyle? He just dropped on that truck but got ran over. Yeah. <laughs> like if the circle's pretty small, you're like, I'm gonna die, and you're like, but I'm okay with it. Like, there's been times where I've died, won the gulag, and I land right back on everything that I had that my body dropped when I died. So I have the exact same loadout right when I drop back in. Anywho. Um, yeah, go play Modern Warfare if you're bored. It, it's great. It's Be- free. What better, time, what better time than right now? <laughs> it is free, huh? You don't need not to pay for it. And it's on everything. If you have a computer, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, you can get it. And if your friends have something different, you can still play with them. It's literally yeah, the best a, quarantine game of all time. Yeah. And that's what I like about it is that you can uh you can play with other people. It's not like you're not you're not like locked into oh I can only play with PlayStation people. Like I played with my Xbox buddies and I played like with you, Kyle and David the other night. Yeah, that's the coolest shit about it, is like I'm on my PC playing, you know, and then it shows you and it shows a little PlayStation icon and it's like he's on his couch playing. Like but we're all playing the same game. It's freaking yeah, it's sick. A, it's it's just been it's been a very social game for everyone like you know my old roommate from chico tom he uh he'll he'll text me and be like yo cod like and cody and nick will text me like yo let's hop on cod like we all every, <laughs> we're all playing together i'm not i've never played alone you know dude i've like, played with like, friends we're... that i haven't gamed with in like five or ten years just because yep. i was bored you know like like i'm on vacation this week i'm not really quarantined i guess because i work at a grocery store but when I'm on vacation, like I'm, there's not a lot we can fucking go do. Mm-hmm. So just like being at home, like especially at nights, you know, I'm not used to having nights off. I was just like, you know, bored, like trying to find people to play with. And so I just like hit up some of my old friends and I'm like, yo, do you play Warzone? And I've had a bunch of random friends. They're like, hell yeah. And they're like already on. <laughs> yep. 
yeah and the same things happen to me like i'll be playing and i'll get an invite from someone who i haven't talked to in like a year and it's like oh yo dude what up you want to play yeah hop in let's go yeah so everyone's just kind of like yeah you need you got to squat up you got to have your buddies because yeah. you you 100 <laughs> will do much better playing with your friends that have mics as opposed to playing it's with just randos. funner too yeah it's it's fun to play with your friends that's yeah it's the perfect time because everyone's stuck at home and it's a teamwork game like play with your friends you guys work as a team and it's fucking fun dude out of all the battle royales it's the most satisfying to win i will say that over Fortnite, over PUBG, over apex um the battlefield uh one that they had and apex it's just so apex is really satisfying but i always sucked at it so yeah the cool thing about the call of duty one is that you 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 get a decent amount of kills like there was a game where I won where I killed eight people and like, you just feel badass doing that. Yeah, dude, there is a streamer I was watching on Facebook and their team total was 72 kills. Jesus. And they won. Yeah. The kills are higher because people die and come back. Yeah. So, you know, you have the 150 that load. And there's 150 people. Yeah. There's 150. How many people people are in apex? Uh, 60. Yeah, so twenty teams of three, <laughs> three times the amount of people in Apex. Yeah, basically. and that's why it's like even more satisfying to win because you have 150 people that drop, and you're gonna say that a hundred of them are gonna go to the Gulag, and of those hundred, fifty are gonna come back. So now there's 200 pe- times that people have to be killed, and then if you talk buybacks, also it's probably another 50 to 100. So really, at the end of the match, there's oh, been you're fighting like 300 almost. There's been 300 deaths. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that's the crazy thing. Like you said, like we make it to the top 10. Well, if you're on top 10 with four, if you're in quads, usually those teams all have their full squad. So there's like top 10. Well, there's still freaking 40 people left in the match. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people, <laughs> but yeah, play Warzone guys. It's super fun. Get social, practice that social distancing. While, yeah, while and if you listen to this and you want to play with us, hit us up. Yeah, let me know. I'll put our uh, shit in the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, Brad's good and the people he plays with are good. Uh, we're, we're decent enough to where we, hold our, where we hold our own, I would say. And then also, you play with a lot of different people. You find out who you play really good with. I play good with my old roommate, Tom, just because from living with him and stuff. And I know what he's going to do because I've played video games with him for a long time. So I know what he's thinking, what he wants to do, where he wants to go. Right. And it's fun because, like, you talk through, like, should we push in? And it's like, well, if, and then someone will be like, well, if we push in, that hill's going to be behind us, so they're going to be shooting down at us. And you're like, oh, good point. Let's not do that. Yeah, it's that whole teamwork thing. Yeah, a lot of teamwork involved, which is great. So, um, little side story on my dog. Uh, she oh, found yeah. out how to <laughs> open up one of the drawers and ate about... 10 to 12 uh, Kirkland things of nuts, almonds, cashews, and oh, peanuts. Oh, no. She figured out, and I saw her bite marks on the handle. She pulled it open and ate it. As soon as I came home, she knew that she was in trouble. And just so you guys know, this dog, she's a full-grown yellow lab, big dog. She finds out or figures out how to get into anything and everything that exists that is edible or yes. maybe not even edible. But she might think at the time it was edible. Dude, she freaking... 
I left my Zin pouch, my nicotine pouches open, and she ate them. Yeah, she's a good little fucking unwrapper, too. She doesn't eat the wrapper. Yeah. She, she's not eating she's that very, trash. She's very, she's very good at unpackaging. <laughs> I'm like, do you have thumbs that I don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> I could go on and on with stories of stuff she's eat, she's eaten, ate. Like, <laughs> okay. I made a I made a pizza, and I left the room for a second. She pulled it off the counter and ate it. She's eating a whole rotisserie chicken. She's, she's ruined dinners before, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I can like recall you... several times mom made something for dinner. Like if I was over, you know, or she was having someone over and she left it and came back and there was like nothing. <laughs> like the scene from the movie, a Christmas story where the dogs come in and eat the turkey and ruin everything. That's our dog. We but just she does one. it in a lot cleaner fashion. Yes. So props yes. to her. <laughs> she does it. She almost leaves no evidence. Yeah. Like you don't. Other than the anything. food's missing. Other than the food wrapper that you're like, oh, well, I guess I can just throw this away because you <laughs> ate around the wrapper. All right. So she got into, what was it? Almonds and cashews? And peanuts. Yeah. Oh, all three. So she'll have a weird poop later. <laughs> so she's in the doghouse, but she doesn't have one. So she's just in the backyard and I put her dog butt out there. She knows she's in trouble. Like if she goes outside and she's like kind of tired of being out there, she'll bark every once in a while to be like, hey, I'm still here. But like. She's been out there for like three hours and I haven't heard a peep because she just knows. And that's the thing that's annoying is she fucking knows that she wasn't supposed to be doing that. Yeah, she's very smart. She knows yeah. what she's doing is bad. Yeah. Like when I came in, she was on her. She didn't greet me when I came home. And I knew I was like, I literally walked <laughs> to the door and was like, what the fuck did you get into? You got a videotaper. Because she's, <laughs> she's hiding on her bed and she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like go outside and then her tail gets tucked between her legs and she just sprints outside before I can. Aww. Yeah. She's just like, no. And I'm like, I hate you. Stop. And it sucks because it always happens when I come home from work. And like the last thing I want to do is clean up after my fucking dog. She's Love getting her. old Love though. Her to Gotta be nice to her. I know. That's the annoying thing. She's old enough and smart enough to know not to do that shit. And she still does it. If so. you guys want a really good dog, get a yellow lab for your first dog. They're great. They're a lot to handle, but they're great. And then if you really want a lot to handle, get a husky. Yep, an all-white husky that <laughs> literally is obsessed with standing on two legs. Brad's dog is obsessed. Like, you walk up to her, and she immediately goes back on her hind legs and lifts her hands up like she wants, like she tries to hug like you. Like a bear. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, she should have been named Bear. Her name's Roxy, but oh, she should have been named been a good Bear. Name. She was a bull. Yeah. Yeah, like she loves to give like these bear hugs and she does this thing where she'll come up to you and just like get really, really close to your face and sniff you but won't lick you or anything. She just goes <laughs> and you're like, What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? But she's a super she's a super loving and cuddly dog though. Yeah, she's like the sweetest dog in the world. She's just yeah. she is a handful. She's and crazy. We freaking run her every day. And she's still like a ball of energy. Yeah, we have good we have good animals, and our mom's cat is dope too, Nymeria. She's she's <laughs> Nymeria is the coolest cat in the world. This cat sits at the dinner table, well, in a chair, while my mom <laughs> and Tom and her husband eat dinner, and we'll just sit there patiently waiting. And they'll probably give her like a piece of chicken or something, and she'll she'll meow on it. And if she likes the food, she'll flick it off the table onto the ground and hop down and eat it. If she doesn't like it, it just stays there. Like I'm not eating this. <laughs> And yeah. also, she's like just hasn't grown. She's like a not a dwarf cat. She's just tiny. 
She never got big. She's just Dude, tiny and cute. I swear, like, since her brother died, she stopped growing. Mm-hmm. It was like a yeah, weird thing. she was thing. growing. She's the littlest cat. But usually, you know how even, like, little cats, like, their features get bigger? She's, she's still, like, has, like, small paws, small face. Like, she still looks like a kitty. Yep. She's like a she's like a turtle. You keep a turtle in a small a small environment, the turtle doesn't grow. When you put it in a bigger environment, the turtle grows. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's like her. I'm like, oh, you're stuck <laughs> to being inside because she was supposed to be an outside cat, but then when our other cat got killed by a goddamn coyote, she became an inside cat. Yeah. And shout out to Brad for killing the coyote. Anywho, love dogs. Love love them and hate them. Cats sometimes. But, um, yeah, jumping into one more thing. I'll talk more about this in later episodes and stuff. Not going dark or anything, but um, a lot of you don't know and a lot of you do know and stuff. But, like, I deal with, like, depression and anxiety issues and stuff. And, you know, fitness has been my big outing for that. My my out to, like, my anchor to keep me grounded and stuff. But... Uh, I have taken what's called an SSRI before. I took Zoloft. That's a serotonin secretion reuptake inhibitor. It is an antidepressant. It also helps with OCD and anxiety. And I had really bad OCD. Long story short, I took that stuff for a while. It stopped, which was really dumb. And now I am on a new medication called Prozac, which is pretty much the same thing. It is an SSRI. And I am, I think, like three weeks into taking it. So it takes about eight weeks for these medications to start working for you to feel the effects and stuff but i honestly do feel better and uh really like you know depression sucks like i didn't wasn't motivated to do anything and like today like i came home from or came home from the gym i worked out and then after my butt like i was my buddy was talking to me i was like oh i want to clean my place and like that's something i like wouldn't have done before not because lazy because don't get depression confused with being lazy but because i was like i just have no motivation Right, and it seems to be helping. But uh, I'll talk more about that uh, in later episodes as I get on that medication longer and longer and stuff. But people seem to be against medications and stuff like that. People are like, "Oh, you're on an antidepressant." It's like, yeah, a diabetic takes insulin. I have, you know, a person with depression takes an SSRI. Well, you've gone like in and out of, you know, like using it and like. Just like, I don't know, explain like your depression a little bit, because I think for like probably the majority of people, they wouldn't think you are depressed because you're such an extrovert. You're very, you know, like easy to talk to. You're good at starting conversations with random people. You know, you never seem like you're off, you know, like in a social environment. Yeah. And and what's bad is like I, I sometimes I do like feel like I put on a front. Like, I'm acting like I'm okay, but really I'm not, you know? Right. And, like, my depression is just, like, being down. I just, like, get down, and I just, like, want to lay in bed all day and do nothing. And, like, I don't get – the biggest thing for me is I don't get enjoyment out of things that I used to. And, like, when I don't like to play video games, that that's what, like, freaked me out. Like, I didn't have a desire to play video games, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The number one thing that I love to do is like come home from work or whatever, or just wake up and play video games. And I wasn't doing that because I didn't have a desire to. I would just sit and watch Netflix all day. And I can say this medication has been helping. And, you know, if you're like down. Yeah, and drumming. Like I wasn't into drumming. 
like and that's like that's very weird for me because like usually i have to drum like i have to like i have to work out but like yeah but working out's definitely been helping a lot with that and i definitely have like more energy now where i feel like i want to do stuff and I'm not like when I was depressed and stuff, I was drinking like two bang energy drinks a day because like I just wasn't excited or motivated. And like I would have to slam, you know, 600 milligrams of caffeine, which is a <clears> shit ton <throat> to get my ass up and moving. Right. So, but yeah, you guys can always DM me or text me or whatever. If you have any questions about it, I'm a big advocate for it. It's not something you should ever, ever, ever be ashamed of. No, and definitely, like, talk to people about it. Um, I think, if anything, like, me and Thomas have a pretty freaking crazy grasp on what depression can be like and what it can lead to. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a little, like, inside thing, but our, our uncle and our two cousins, who were his son, who were twins, all committed suicide. And they all dealt with depression. And they all, not saying they it would have They fixed. all had it. They didn't deal with it. Yeah. They they all had it. And not saying talking to someone is an automatic fix. But it's better than doing nothing. And yeah. like it's really hard. You got to find people you're comfortable who you can talk to. It Everyone like deals person... with it differently one person you can like confide in and just talk. And like, that's Brad for me, like Brad and Cody are the two people and my mom, but like I'll call Brad and just like talk about things. I like wouldn't feel comfortable talking about my mom with her. Like, Oh, I'll know that she'll be like, Oh, she'll just like be like this too shall pass. Like she'll say saying, I'm like, I just need you to listen and to tell me that that sucks. And like it, it, just someone that can listen to you. It's just nice to talk about it. And the thing that's helped me, a lot and i recommend everyone does is i journal now every day i write how i'm feeling how my energy is and i always write down three things that i'm grateful for because that is shown to help with depression and it really is and like i'm making the right moves like i moved back to auburn i live next to a buddy i'm gonna see brad more i'm gonna see my family more i'll be around friends more it's just it, stuff like that helps you have to do something about it not just you have to deal with it you can't just let it you know consume you you have to actively be like i want to get better yeah and also i think depression is very different for like people who are extroverts versus introverts i know like for you you're very extrovert so you talk to a lot of people so sometimes like even if you're depressed you're communicating with so many people you probably don't have to deal with it a lot whereas like when i have been depressed i'm very introvert so I don't talk to a lot of people. So that shit's always on my mind. And it freaking took me, you know, up until a couple of years ago, probably like the last two years to really like deal with it to where like I don't really get depressed anymore. But everyone has their own way of working through it. Yeah, you just you got to try. Yeah. Try something. If that doesn't work, do something else. If working out isn't for you, maybe you like running. If you don't like running, maybe pick up an instrument. If you don't like that, maybe try playing some video games. Try doing something. Get into <laughs> disc golf. Anything. Yeah. Just try and get out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk we'll talk more about that. Um we'll dive into that probably more in later episodes. Maybe we'll pick out a movie that deals with that or like mental disorders. But yeah, if anyone ever wants to talk or has any questions, feel free to hit me up. Feel free to hit Brad up. 
you're yeah, i know it's sure. super cliche but you you're, you're not alone like you can you're not the only one dealing with it and that's sometimes you talk about things you're feeling and you talk about it with someone and they're like oh i feel this that same way too and it's like okay so i'm not the only one like it's just nice to be like okay i'm someone else is experienced in this it's not just me and then if you can talk to people that have gone through it it helps because you're like oh he was able to get through it like yeah we'll have a long segment on that and i'll talk about it yeah maybe just, we'll like, do a special just, just on that yeah i just i just wanted to throw it out there and see if anyone was actually interested in listening to it if you guys want to hear it let me know um someone freaking comment on our instagram or something or facebook or text me or brad yeah or just hit me up on instagram or brad on instagram but anywho let's leave the darkness um do a little quick fun facts and let's dive into the movie all right i started playing the guitar again a yeah it was pretty cool i was what was the first what was the first song uh, so I learned how to play two songs today. I learned how to play MGK in these walls, which was just watching uh, Machine Gun Kelly and all the stuff he's been putting out, you know, during the quarantine. It just like it like motivated me. I was like, why don't I do music anymore? It's like like I do, you know, like I edit, you know, the podcast and I love like cutting in music. And so I'm doing some audio stuff, but it's like I need to do more. And I was like. So I just freaking went down the basement, grabbed my electric guitar, my amp, the fucking battery on my tuner was dead. So luckily I was able to pull one out of one of our um, keys or car fobs to our Chrysler. And so I pulled that out, put it oh in and tuned it and then played for like three hours straight. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did uh, um, In These Walls by MGK, which is a what band is that? It's a cover. Oh, uh, Paris. P- yeah, P V P V R I S, but it's pronounced Paris. Yeah, so Paris. They originally cover. were called Paris, but they had a uh, issue with another band that had a song or an album named Paris. So right. it was uh, um, uh, like the rights of ownership or whatever. So they had to change their logo to the P V R I S, but it's just so it's supposed to be an upside down A. So Paris. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I learned that one i got down pretty good and then uh also did uh iris by the goo goo dolls oh which is kind just, of a fun one i just want you to know who i am yeah i just want you to know yep and so yeah it was freaking fun i don't know why i ever stopped playing that's the one thing i like yeah. about having like a lot of extra time off is you know kind of getting back to the stuff you love doing that maybe it's because you're busy with work you know whatever like you know dumb shit life throws at you like getting back to that stuff like it feels good once you start doing it again too yeah for sure it's rewarding that like overcoming the task and not being able to do it and then being able to you know you accomplish something that sense of accomplishment and then it encourages you to do other things too right just like, you know, starting the day off by making your bed. You're like, all right, I did that task. Let's do another one. And it's so. dumb just some of the things we put off for the dumbest reasons. Like, I like probably like five times has ran through my head, like, go grab your guitar and play it. And almost every time, like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to tune my guitar and like the E string is going to break, you know. And so in my head, it was just like, I was already making up an excuse like, to, to not do it. Yeah. 
oh, one of the strings is going to, you know, like the E string is going to break when I tune it. And it was pretty fucking easy. I think within 10 minutes, I was like ready to go. There you go. <laughs> and the funny thing, I didn't even have a pick, but I knew there was one like sitting around. And I was like, hey, babe, I was like, have you seen a guitar pick? And she was like, I think I saw one somewhere. Two minutes later, she's all, I found one. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a sign from God. <laughs> all right. Well, next week, we're going to ask what new song you learned, okay? Yeah, I promise I will learn at least two new songs. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep following you up on that. And then speaking of music, uh, jo- jo- Joiner Lucas? Joiner Lucas. Yeah. So I don't prefer too much rap and brad knows my music tastes a lot and he sent me this song was like i know he said i know you don't like rap most most of the time but you need to listen to this song and it's fire and tip the cap to you brad yeah you'll have to check out some more of his stuff he's a really good rapper he's one of the few rappers i think can tell stories in his rap you know but make it sound good adhd yeah. So it's by, uh, can you say his name and title of the song? Joiner Lucas. ADHD is a song. ADHD is also the soundtrack. So. Ah, got it. Well, yeah. The song's amazing. I, I turned it on on my way home from work and had it on repeat. And then I was listening to it while I was working out, too. Nice. So def- <laughs> definitely cool. going to murder that song. Yeah. I'll send you some more by him that you'll probably like. Yeah, it was cool. I just, I had my Bluetooth speaker. And I had that playing while me and Eric were working out. It was just, it was a good environment. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, no COVID talk this time, people. Nothing's really changed. Work's still slow. And you guys probably hear enough about that. And we, we don't need to talk about that shit right now. So just hope everyone's staying safe. Did but, you see um, that weird video that leaked? Mm-mm. There's this video that um, Rogan played on his podcast. And it was like two like governor officials it was like the camera was left on you know the one guy like walks in he has a mask on the other guy says to him like oh you don't need to wear the mask like they just found out like it's only like you know 0.5 percent or something he's all really he's all yeah and then the guy's all well we've all been vaccinated anyways and then they're basically like talking about it like so it is kind of a hoax like it's not as bad is is really weird like for Rogan to show it on his podcast, you know, because mm-hmm. he won't just show some stupid, you know, like his stuff's usually legitimate. Yeah, but damn. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you it. It seems weird. He's like and he was saying like he's like, maybe they just have a weird sense of humor, you know, but and the video got taken down. Yeah, but someone found it. This whole COVID thing's weird, dude. Like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but something something could have happened. I don't know. Like. At this point, I'll believe it. Like anything's anything is plausible. Right. How's your hospital so, doing? Still slow. Yeah. Same with I moms. Took, I took care of uh, two positive patients though on the last shift. Although I guess like Cal- like the West Coast, our numbers are like way better than like New York. You know. They're thinking that it hit us in like December and January. We just didn't know it. Right. So. But yeah, no, we'll keep following Pretty up with sure. COVID. That's uh that's crazy. Definitely put that in the episode. Yeah, so what what movie are we doing, Bradley J? Alright. We are doing Fantasy Island, which is a Blumhouse movie. 
which I like Blumhouse because they put out a lot of horror movies. And even though not all of them hit, I like a lot of the concepts of a lot of the horror movies they do. And I like that they put out as many horror movies as they do. Because even the ones that aren't good are usually entertaining. And so today we are doing Fantasy Island, which if you want to stream it, it's on Vudu or Amazon or whatever. And yeah, which it, it skipped the theaters, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Straight digital download. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give a little synopsis of it, or you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I was entertained watching the movie for sure. Uh, I liked the premise, like the the plot yeah, just and everything was. Cool. Say what the premise is, real quick. So it's basically these people show up to this island where it's like this famous guy basically like and they're like they know about the island and stuff and like all your fantasies come true and like what it is is basically they get there and they're told a couple of rules like what basically two rules is you can only have one fantasy and you have to follow the fantasy all the way through the end like no matter what happens on the island and like so like someone might have a fantasy like oh i wish i would have said yes when that person proposed to me so like you get the option to like go back to that moment and like get remarried and like maybe have a kid or something or like you had a fantasy that you wanted to, uh, you know, be a big a big baller on a budget without a budget and like just live the the high life and have a big crazy party and stuff and like be the center of attention and like that that's what can happen to you like you can go that and you'll get all these people and like they think they're actors you don't really know what it is but and like those and like you'll you're living out that fantasy and that's like kind of how it starts off is all these people come to this island and they all have a different fantasy they're trying to play out. And like this guy's job is to, you know, he's like, you're our guest and they're going to cater to your fantasy. But I was entertained. I liked the concept of it and it had really good potential to be good. Yeah. I'll talk kind of like more about my like final thoughts on it when we get to that, but I'm indifferent about this movie. But yeah, that's like the general premise and what it's about. It's a scary, it's a thriller. I wouldn't say it's a scary movie, it's a thriller. Um, but yeah, jumping over to you, Brad, what are your uh, first take? Yeah, so I thought the concept was really cool. I thought the advertising for the movie was really well done. I was like very interested in the movie, like mm-hmm. leading the up to it. pulled me in, yeah. Yeah, for the sure. I thought the trailer was sick. I thought, you yeah. know, like the way they... And the one thing I will say is a lot of the cinematography in it was really cool. It was like very attractive shots. It almost had like a, if you ever played the game Dead Island, it had a feel yes. like that, like a tropical island kind of, you know, like, or even like the original Scooby-Doo, you know, the first live action spooky one. Spooky Island. It had like a spooky island feel, which yes, I liked. I like, I don't know I why. I really wanted to call it Spooky Island. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's Fantasy Island. It's Fantasy Island. I'm like a sucker for any movie that is, you know, on a like a pretty island and has all those shots, but you also feel like secluded at the same time. It just makes for like a cool setting. Yeah. Um it was a it was an island and you felt like it. Yeah. I think they freaking threw it out of bounds on this movie like fast. And <laughs> I thought a lot of it was really bad. I would say, like, the worst thing was a lot of it was not even, like, it wasn't even, like, fun to watch a lot of parts, you know? Some parts were still entertaining, but it had a lot of, like, segments, probably, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes long, 
where it was just boring. And I was just like, okay, if this movie's not going to be good, like at least be entertaining. And it had like these dull moments where I was like, oh my God, this isn't even like fun to watch, let alone like it's bad. And I think I don't really want to get too, in, too far into spoilers. Uh, you could definitely tell uh, Michael Pena did not want to be there. Yep. His acting and he's one of my favorite actors. And you could if you like just go back and watch the movie and look at his face and the way he's acting half the time, you can tell he is just getting a paycheck and that's fine. Everyone's got to work, you know. But it sucks to see a guy like him, like, not be into a role. Yeah, and he was, like, you know, the leading role in that movie. Exactly. And like I think he's just... island. Yeah, and I think the problem is his character is supposed to be, like, kind of creepy and mysterious. And I think That's Michael Michael Pena is too likable to, you know, like, kind of, you know, the guy that, you know, oh, he looks good and you think you can trust him, but you can't. With Michael Pena, it's just like, I don't... He doesn't play that character. It's like, it's Michael Pena. Like, I don't buy him as like, you know, like a bad guy unless it's like satirical. And that's the only other thing I would say, like, not the only other thing, but some parts of this movie felt like they were almost trying to be satirical, you know, like in the movie we did two weeks ago, The Hunt, where it was a very satirical movie and self-aware and, you know, knew what it was portraying and didn't take itself seriously. Whereas I felt like some parts of this movie, I don't know if it was just like so bad or, you know, like poorly acted that some parts felt satirical and then other parts felt like they were trying to be very serious, you know, especially with one of the characters and her fantasy felt very serious. And then you jump over to these other characters and it's like, okay, are we jumping back and forth between like a satirical movie and a serious movie? And I guess that could be depicted as everyone's fantasy is different, but yeah, for sure. But it's kind of like also make up your mind. Yeah, it the the movie didn't have like a tone. It like jumped around from like these different tones, which doesn't like fluctuate into like a good movie altogether. And then also yeah. the other thing I'll say is some of the editing was so bad, like. In some of the scenes, you know, especially where you have like a lot of these different characters that have like different stories and they're, you know, all together talking about something or, you know, in the beginning, he's explaining everything. Some of the editing was like so choppy that you didn't even have a second to breathe, like from what that person said to the next person. It was like, I'm Jim, I'm Bob, I'm here for this, I'm there. And it's like, give give it like a second just to set in. Right. And that chop, the, the choppy editing, like in scenes where you're supposed to be learning, you know, like about them or it's supposed to be like important information to the movie. When you chop it so fast back and forth, it's like you're just trying to get through that scene. And it's like that should be a scene that's kind of important. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, the one thing I did like about it was that. It did feel like a, a couple of like miniature, like the scenes were very different. Like it jumped around a lot, which you kind of had to pay attention. But like 
it was a ton of like little movies and scenes within a movie. Like there was the fantasy where the guys yeah. went to the house party and like you got to follow that for a while. Then there was the the war one where it was like that one was pretty cool. Like it's this guy that wants to be a war hero. That was his fantasies. Like he gets thrown into a war scenario where he's fighting and like they're in the jungle and you're like, Well, this is way different than the last scene I was in and then the other girl, which was like my favorite fantasy, was hers was to the uh revenge. Yeah, like this girl that had picked on her in middle school, she wanted to like torture her basically and like kind of like kill her but like that was her fantasy she didn't want to like actually kill her but it was like that was her goal right and and like that was a that one was cool because like you know she goes in and she's like oh my god it looks just like her it's such a good hologram and she's like she presses one button and like and electrocutes her and stuff blah 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 so yeah you have all these people trying to you know they're living their fantasy basically and that was like the cool thing and uh also a little fun fact that i forgot to mention in the beginning uh fantasy island was a tv show actually yes which i've never seen but same did you uh look anything up about that i didn't um what i did write down is which you kind of said was they tried to blend like these three different stories one was like you know about war and I guess kind of family. One was definitely about revenge. And then one was about like life and, you know, having like a fulfill- fulfilling life. And they tried to blend them together at the end and it just didn't work. No, pulling all those stories in didn't really do anything. And like that was the problem I had with the movie is like at the very end, none of those stories mattered. <laughs> Yeah, it was more interesting when it was just one person's fantasy. Like, if anything, like, the best parts of the movie where it was just, you know, the girl's revenge story or, you know, the guy's war story, you know, about his dad. Yes. Or, you know, the woman's life story about having a husband and then, you know, like a daughter. Trying to mix those together at the end was, like, so choppy and just you, came out you, you so corny. You could have taken one of those fantasies out and it wouldn't have changed the movie at all. Yeah. And I guess there was also a fantasy about just partying with hot chicks, which not mad at. They had some you know, hot chicks, but. (laughs) But it was just weird. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, kind of diving into spoilers. So like the dudes that were at that party and like then the gang came there like that the cartel or whatever came there to like take all their stuff. Like I was just like, what the fuck is your guys purpose? <laughs> the, the unkillable cartel. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah, they, like they, they'll kill a couple of the guys. And, like, then they come back as like these enraged zombies. I'm like, what the fuck is the point <laughs> of this? Did did, this is spooky Island with Scooby-Doo. There's zombies now. <laughs> and it was just, it was weird. And, um, so I guess I'll go for the biggest spoiler which is kind of like what saved him in the end. And like, I did like that was that it turned out they were only in one person's fantasy. It was the girl that wanted revenge. You kept seeing in the movie, like a, you would see like a a burnt person. Yeah. Yeah. Like walking by and you're like, who is that? Like what's going on? And it was that it was her fantasy was to get revenge on everyone. Like basically like ruin everyone that was involved when her, her uh, boyfriend died in a fire. And so, like, everyone realized that they were all there at the same time. 
either whether it was people that lived in the apartment complex, it was the police officer that didn't go in to help <laughs> or the neighbor that ran. But like it was uh, they were all there and involved and in a way responsible for or in her eyes, responsible for her boyfriend's death. Yeah. And the one person <laughs> I forget who it was. They're like, I heard something, but I didn't think it was a big deal. And it's like, geez, so it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. Or like the other person that was like, oh, no, he's uh, hanging out with his girlfriend. But really, he wasn't. And <laughs> yeah. She's like, so they assumed he wasn't in the room. Right. <laughs> the um other thing that kind of sucks is they had really good secondary actors in this. And I feel like they didn't really use any of them good. Like freaking Michael Rooker who I think is a very underrated actor and is always like entertaining. And if any of you guys don't know who Michael Rooker is, he's Meryl from The Walking Dead, Daryl's brother. And and he's also Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think he's such a freaking good actor and especially like a secondary actor to have in a movie. And they didn't really use him at all other than he was just kind of there. And uh, like, once again, dude, like he could have not been in the movie and it would not have changed the movie. All which he is did, sad because he, he's so he good would, of an actor. He's so antagonizing, yeah. too. He should he have was been just, like he he played the role of the crazy guy that's like, I'm still alive. Like, yeah, he was on the island that knew follow what was going me. on and was like, <laughs> follow me and I'll show you this. And you're like, what the fuck? And then he ultimately shows them like, oh, here's the well where if you drink this water. It makes everything real, basically. And it it was just weird. And then he like tries to help them escape, but you know, he you know, sacrifices himself to tackle this guy and kill him that was after the girls, but it was also just like he didn't need to be in that movie at all. Because yeah. <laughs> they eventually made their way back to the well anyway, so it wouldn't have fucking mattered. Right. It was like, okay, they just you literally were like, We want your face to be on this movie. <laughs> right. And then also they had a uh, Kim Coates who plays a uh, Tiggy or Tig from Sons of Anarchy. They had him in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And instead of using him, he's like, he's such a good freaking like side actor to have in a movie. And what do they do? They have him use some weird accent that is so bad he's not even convincing. And you're like, what? He he should be like a scary guy, like like driving the suspense of the movie. Instead, like, he's, like, one of the bad guys, but he has this weird accent, so it's not even convincing, and he's not scary at all. No, he was, like, harmless. Yeah, like, exactly. I wasn't scared of him at all. <laughs> he he's couldn't... supposed to be this badass, this badass cartel dude, and you're just like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just didn't get the vibe that I was like, oh, I'd be scared of this guy. Right. Just, if I could sum the movie up, had really good potential... The side stories in the end didn't fucking matter at all. And as we've talked more about it, like I, I'm agreeing 100% that they had the right actors or good actors and did not utilize them. They did not play to their strengths in this movie at all. Yeah, that's what sucks. They had a good premise. They had good actors. They had really good, like, you know, B actors or side actors. And they just weren't able to mesh it together into anything that really worked cohesively at all. And that's why gonna use that word. The only good parts were was the when the movie wasn't trying to be cohesive. 
when it was its little side, you know, stories. Yep, side was stories were great. Where it worked together. But you end yep. up with these little side movies trying to blend into a movie that just does not work. Yeah, and like there was cool little parts like where the lady that her fantasy was to get married and have like a family and like live a life of fulfillment like she wakes up and her husband her now husband you know puts his arm over her but it turns into the the dude that had died was burned and it's like freaky as fuck and you're like oh shit what is that and she freaks out and you're like what was that what the hell was that and like the, those little parts like that though did keep me i was like okay this is yeah this is a thriller it could have it should have been way more creepy yeah. Like in the trailer they showed like the girl getting tortured and like the dude's burnt body and stuff and you're like, Oh, this is I thought it was gonna be a scary movie. I was literally expecting like I was like, damn it, I'm watching this at night, but whatever. It's gonna be a scary <laughs> movie, it'll be great. The and problem it just, it was it five minutes that. before that you're dealing with like uh two guys that are like the worst version of stepbrothers who are just like partying with fucking people in a pool. Yeah, those guys were annoying. And then you, yeah, you, it's like, that's like the part where it's like satirical almost. You're like, are we like watching a satirical movie? And then it jumps to her. And then it's like, okay, now like we're supposed to be serious. Like serious love romance movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the cool thing where this movie had potential, where it was like all these cool little side stories. They, it was like little movies within like little episodes, I guess you could say within a movie, but they just didn't fucking matter. Yeah. Cause it, it was, it was trying on it. Even though if they are trying, fuck, I think they gave up at some point, but the potential was there like <laughs> to blend these different types of movies together, you know? Yeah. It just missed so bad at the end. Yeah. And like, and just like little things where they missed like good opportunities was like, the dude that wanted to be a war vet, they could have made some dope-ass fighting scenes. And none of that happened. It was just stupid. No, it was corny. And, like, the thing is, he and the dude wanted to go back and be a war hero because he wanted to, like, you know, save his dad because his dad died in war. And, like, his dad still just, like, dies in the dumbest way ever by these, like, cartel zombies. And it was just, it was stupid. The only part that I liked of the movie was when one of the that's what I call them now the stepbrother dudes of these two brothers uh when one of them died and I was like oh shit yeah like, that, that when got he me, got I shot like, okay. I was like all right mm -hmm. I thought the um honestly the smartest part of the movie was when the chick who's like doing the revenge you know mm -hmm. she realizes that you know like it's a real girl there and stuff and she like tricks a guy who's like about to he, she's like cut her finger off and so she, he goes to cut other her finger other off other arm yeah other arm and so she uses like the electricity to like el electrocute him and then she hits the button to dump the water i was like all right i was like that's smart like that was like a, yeah. you know a little bit of thinking you know i was like I'm that was saying, a cool like, setup that's what i'm saying like there was a couple of little things that it like kept me intrigued and i was like that was cool that was cool and if it was filled more with those it would have been a really good movie yeah or like you know when the the brother goes down into the gun cellar and like sneaks in and shoots the shotgun out and like that was cool but that was it <laughs> that was the only cool thing from that whole thing or like the one where the 
the little plot twist where the lady gets married and now she has a kid that's five years old and you're like oh damn and she's like hella shocked and everything but and the whole time you're also just thinking well they're gonna eventually leave the island right so yeah i don't i don't freaking know um you got any uh fun facts for the movie I will say towards the end when the plane is coming in and you think, you know, they're going to escape on the plane and the guy fires the RPG. I've never seen an RPG travel so fast. And perfect. Yeah, that was the we need that RPG like today for every in COD. Yes. Give we me that one in Call of Duty. Duty. I will drop every helicopter ever. Yeah, you fired it. I was like, being a, "Oh shit!" There ended up being a second helicopter, though, right? Or plane or whatever? Or did the plane? I can't remember now. Did the or did the whole plane just get shot? The whole plane got shot. And then what happened? How'd they all get off the island? I thought they didn't. Hold um, on. Clearly, the ending was so out. good we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, the ending was so good, everyone, that we forgot about it. Remember it? What the last part? Like the thing I remember is them like. They're all together and they're like by, you know, like the little freaking weird, like it's not even a pond. It's like a wishing well thing. And then the Asian guy going, it's fantasy fucking island. And I was like, that pretty much sums up this whole movie. <laughs> all I thought at that part was it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> right. That was all I could think of. <laughs> but yeah, um. I'm glad we both have a movie we really just didn't like. It uh, it had potential to be good, but it just it just wasn't. Yeah. So not too much to really say on this movie because it's just like oh, I didn't really like it. But so it I, was... will, I will no, I will say go. like I was I was I was still like entertained. Like I was like huh, I enjoyed that. Oh sorry for the beep. That's my microwave. You're fine. But um. Like, I still enjoyed it, and I was entertained, and that's what I look for in a movie, is to be entertained. So, that part made me happy. Like, I wasn't pissed off that I watched it. Right. It was filmed Um, in Fiji, so that's why it looks so pretty. Oh, and then, so they filmed it in 2018, and then in 2019, they did reshoots, which... Oh, God. If you know anything about movies, anytime you're doing reshoots... It's basically a red flag. It's like a football prospect who has like a drug problem or didn't like to go to class. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, this movie actually sucks. We should probably redo this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever wonder like if maybe the movie I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to see what the movie was like before they changed it. I would. I always wonder that with like a lot of movies that don't succeed, you know. And what's crazy is like in some movies you'll hear about were saved, you know, on the chopping floor, which means like, you know, in editing, they took what they thought was a trash movie and made it into good. It's any Michael Bay movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. Movies are weird. And how much work goes into a movie? It can go wrong at any point. It can all go wrong. Sometimes a movie can be edited to save it you know this movie i don't think so because i think the editing was one of the worst parts of it not to say the filming of it wasn't good but 
the editing between like characters talking was so bad at some points. I think also um, this movie was PG-13. If you made it R and made it super gory and a lot of cussing and scary, much better. That's a really good point. This is a movie that needs to be like a hard R. Yes. Because I don't know what crowd you're trying to like attract to with this movie being a PG-13. It's just like your storylines and what's going on. like. And this movie is way better if it has more of a horror feel. It doesn't it have to be, to be like full on horror, but it needs to be like hardcore, like thriller, like Invisible it, Man. You know, it needs to have it, scenes where yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't and, jump once during the movie. No, I wasn't not scary and I, at all. And really. I and I scare fucking easy. And they had, uh, you know, like parts where it could have been very scary. Yeah, like going down to that well place, like there was the twin of her following her. And but like it wasn't creepy. I was like, oh, we're going to see some some ring shit. She's going to crawl on the wall. Right. And like just nothing happened. You're like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. If they they should have gone hard R for sure. Yeah, that's what I think. Like that's the what could have fixed it, made it way more gory, more cussing, more action, more blood and guts. And it would have been a good movie when the guy wasn't, you know, like the war guy. If when he got there and he's like, it's Call of Duty time, which was an actual line from the movie. Um, oh, God. Had, you know, like within him being there, like something crazy happened and like some guy gets blown up, you know, and is like dying in front of him. And he's like, you know, like and realizes like, holy shit, this is real. Like to make that part feel, you know, like more realistic. I would also like to point out that at that point that dude got shot and like still believed it was maybe a fantasy <laughs> for one second like yes. like i if i get shot i'd be like oh this is pretty fucking real oh in the ending when he jumps on the grenade i feel like i'm not an expert but i feel like if you jump on a grenade you kind of like jump and grab it with your hands you know he belly flops onto it i'm like i guess that's one way to jump on a grenade <laughs> Oh, it was, was a like, full-on like, belly yeah, flop. Full on what, belly if you flop? <laughs> what if you miss? What if you miss the belly flop? Like you go like you know, hands to stomach, like <laughs> like any normal. Yeah, I person. mean, uh, Captain America did it right. <laughs> you grab it and you pull it in. You assume fetal position. Right. <laughs> you don't just belly flop onto. <laughs> that that actually pretty much sums up the movie right there. <laughs> you ever seen the guy belly flop onto a grenade? Well, watch Fantasy Island. Right. <laughs> um for for now we're just being mean. We can ream this movie more and more, but um let's I now I'm curious. I want to I want to see our scores. If there's nothing I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It's I would say though if you want to be if you want to be entered I'll talk about that in my in my score. But anything else you want to say? <laughs> no, I'm good. It was still fun. It was fun to watch, I guess. It was boring at some parts. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't uh it wasn't, it wasn't uncut gems, that's for sure. <laughs> You're so dumb. <gasps> uncut gems is amazing. Shout out Pete Davidson. You keep telling yourself that, buddy. <laughs> At the end of Hot Ones, he's all, um, "Go see my movie, Big Time Adolescence. It's really good." And he's all, more important than that, he's like, "Fuck my movie." He's all, "Go see Uncut Gems. It's the best movie I've ever seen." I was all, "Yeah, another one for the team." I'm just gonna totally disregard everything you said, but um, I just made up with my dog. I let her back inside, Aww. gave her a kiss. She's okay now. 
Huh, sweetie. Nice. So Tanias says hi to everyone. Big old ten-year-old lab. <laughs> uh, I, we have the cutest dogs. I don't care what anyone says. Like, my dog is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Do you want to hop into uh, scores? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want me to go first, or you want to go first, or? Yeah, I went first last time. Okay. Um. So one thing I'm gonna say with the way you know we score movies and kind of the reason like why I I always wanted to do like a grade versus 1 through 10 but it's fine um is it though to me kind of just because the amount of work that goes into making any movie and you know I I just I respect movies so much that I don't even if I hate a movie or think it's terrible. I don't like to shit on it like too bad because I know how many people like put the work into making that movie. To me, basically like every movie is, you know, like either is a five through a 10. And so a five means you're an F, but you still made a movie and got it off its feet. You know, that's just like my grading scale is, you know, unless like I absolutely hate a movie and it's like the emoji movie, I'll fucking give a zero because that movie's fucking trash and it's just product placement. But tell us how you really feel. Yeah. So like any movie, you know, like that, even if it's not good, that's just my scale. Five, ten, you know, the best movies in the world. Um. So with this movie, I'm going to go five point five. Not going to give it the worst grade, but I'm not going to give it a good grade. I had a lot more bad stuff to say about it than good and had we done this movie like we normally do and i had to go see it in a theater i probably would have been a lot more mad the fact that yeah. i was able to watch it on my couch and just chill back made me not you know as like attackative of it it had potential to be a good movie and that's what almost makes me want to fucking grade it worse is having all that potential and then missing on all of it it's almost worse than just having nothing to work with. The movie was not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it missed it. It had some shots. It made <laughs> some, but missed a lot of them. Yeah. Um, it was basically like if Ben Simmons was just shooting three point lines, but in movie <laughs> form. It'd be like it's not you know, that bad. Maybe next year you'll get one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, so not, not once that bad. Five point five out of ten. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I. I'm gonna be very close to you. Uh, I wanted to give it a four, but I can't deny the fact that that movie's trailer made me go like, "Oh shit, I want to watch this." Like right. I got excited to watch it, and that hasn't happened in a while where I've actually been like, I want to watch this. I went out of my way to find out where it was so I could watch it. It wasn't just like, Oh, this movie's coming out. We do a movie review podcast. We should probably re review this. So, right. um, and I might watch it again because I just like want to catch all the weird shit. Like maybe I missed <laughs> something, but, um, it gets, it gets a five for me because I was entertained and yeah, it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. I, it's more of I was let down. It wasn't like this movie was terrible. It was that I thought it was going to be fucking dope. And right. it was not. And I was just kind of like, shit. Like after I watched it, I was like, fuck. And then I made 
Brad watch it and like after I texted him telling him which movie I wanted to do, I was just kind of like, uh, he's probably not going to be happy actually I chose this movie, <laughs> but whatever. But I was like, that'll make for a good podcast. Fuck it. I th- it's funny you went lower than me. I like almost felt bad. I was like, uh. No, but... remember I'm trying to I'm trying to grade harder, and a five is like kind of like you right. said, like it's the movie didn't it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. You know, like I you know I legit like not like picking on you or anything, but like I really just did not actually like Uncut Gems. The movie yeah, no. I have anxiety and it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and like that movie got a four I think or a three for me, and it's because I just didn't fucking like that movie. This movie I didn't hate. Right. So, um, but yeah, you guys check the movie out. Uh, like Brad said, it's on Vudu or Amazon Prime. Um, like I know we talked shit on it and stuff, but I would say it's still a good watch. I was, I keep saying this, but like I was entertained, and that's why I watch movies. And that's why we do this. And if you were wondering about seeing it, then good thing you listen to this podcast and then you can maybe make your decision based off of (laughs) hearing two random dudes that you know nothing about don't know at all and we can make these decisions for you wait till you can rent it for three dollars or when it's on netflix because as of right now it'll be a netflix movie for sure yeah it'll be on netflix like next week 100 percent. yeah but um uh monday we will do we will do a movie all right, well, I'm going to get fat. Um, take us away, Brad. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe. We'll catch you guys next week. Until then, I'm Brad and Thomas, and we're Movie Stalkers. Later, nerds. Peace. Myself when I find